0: Hey, welcome to episode forty of Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Andrew, and with me today is Mike. And today we're going to take a break from our our conversations of questions from the survey, and actually we're gonna we're gonna move towards uh, the holidays, right, Mike? We're gonna we're gonna talk about uh, just getting ready. That's right for what's coming up at the the onslaught of of the holidays. We're we're getting ahead of it,
1: actually. Yeah, cause. we are getting ahead of it because people would ask these questions regardless. You know, it's just we're we're anticipating. That's right. Actually, last year, you did a a two-part series called
0: Here Come the Holidays, and I really thought that this would be a good time for us to come back, revisit some of those topics, and for our church and for our listeners, people who, you know, as we look at Halloween that has passed us by, and we look forward to Thanksgiving and and everything else that's coming. Wait, Halloween happened? Did it happen? It kind of did. I'm pretty sure. I, I don't know if it did. Oh, man. It happened pretty hardcore. So, actually... For those of us who are, for those of you who are listening who are from Valley, uh, thank you so much for helping with the trunk or treat. Man, we we had I counted about over a hundred kids and about seventy some odd cars coming through, and people walking by. It was super cool. Very cool to just see neighborhood people come and ask us about the church and just be blessed. I guess a lot of kids, I guess right now are just struggling, right? Mm-hmm. Just because we're not going out, we're not seeing people. So to do something like that for the community. Awesome. Awesome. Anyway, we are getting ready for the holidays Mm -hmm. and we're, we're gonna, we're gonna talk about how we can get ready for that. But Mike, before we do, do you, how do you feel about the holidays? As a pastor, you see, I feel like most pastors are really like their favorite holiday is Christmas. Yeah.
1: Is that, is that, would that be true of you? Favorite, you know, favorite's a weird game to play. I I do love the Christmas season though. I really, um, I enjoy the ministry opportunities. Mm-hmm. I enjoy this celebration as a church. I love, I mean, some of this we're gonna talk about, but I yeah. love some of the, the habits and the rhythms my family has during the season. It, it's just, it's become very meaningful for us. And, uh, and so, yeah, I, I love Christmas and, you know, Santa,
0: yeah, Santa's
1: a cool <laughs> dude. So oh, that's cool, man. So before we jump in, though, Mike, what's what's going on in
0: your life, man? How are things in the ministry? Uh, how are things in in life? You know, any anything you want to share with our listeners or the church as we move forward?
1: Yeah, thanks for asking, man. Life is good. Ministry is is good. It's it's very uh, you know I enjoy the holidays. It's also a really busy season. Taking a class right now, also, which is added to the the layers of busy- busyness and work to do, but just kind of plodding through it. Family's doing really good. Uh, my kids, I tucked them in last night after youth group. They had a, a great time at youth group. Well, good. They, uh, he said, well, tell me about youth group. What was exciting? And they they just talk about the games. So, oh yeah, no, Jay actually, he he told me about the the lesson last night. Okay, and uh, the Lord's Supper. He did. He explained okay. it to me, and so that was okay, good. Ella didn't quite remember what you said. <laughs> <laughs> what was taught, but but Jay did. So I think some of the middle school kids were taken up. I made this joke about
0: gluten fr- free flesh because, you, yeah. you know, Jay told me that joke. Yeah. And there was one girl who has no church background at all. And she was like, What? What is happening? Yeah. So then I had to backpedal and talk about how we are not a bunch of cannibals. Yep. So, I mean, that was a funny moment for everyone, but mm-hmm. uh, actually, it was a good moment. It was encouraging to me that we have someone coming to the youth group. Who has no church background. Yeah. that For me, okay, if I, if I was going to talk about news, I am excited. Shout out to the youth ministry team and their hard work to just connect with students and invite new students in. It is growing like gangbusters. Every week, there are new students all the time. If, if you're a part of Valley right now, be, please be praying for the youth ministry. Pray for more leaders, more adults who want to step in and invest in the lives of these kids because a lot of them are just hungry
1: for adult attention, honestly. I'd say that and and kids ministry too. I mean, these two ministries are these next generation ministries. There's, there's so much opportunity. There's so much work to do. And, um, and I know with COVID it's been challenging. A lot of leaders have had to step away. Yes. And so we're kind of for, for both those ministries saying, if you have a heart for, for teens and kids, if you've got a willingness and ability, we'll train you. You, you, I mean, if you know nothing about it, we'll, we'll train you.
0: Oh, and, and for there's sure. some
1: great ministry opportunity. If you want to see God work, if you want, one of my friends talks about front row seat of God doing his work and youth ministry and kids ministry right now. Definitely. If you're serving there, it's a front row seat.
0: Oh, it definitely is. If you want to see what God is doing in the hearts of people right now, this, this is the place to be. Kids are asking questions, especially in our high school and middle school, because like, the world is dynamic right now and they have a lot of questions. And you know what? they 're not asking questions to, to, to be argumentative or to judge they want to know what god 's word says. Mm-hmm. You know what the cool thing is is if you, if you come apart and you're, if you 're a part of this and you 're thinking oh, i don 't know a lot about the Bible and all this stuff, you know what I have adult leaders who are hanging out and they 're learning alongside and we 're just a part of the discussion and they 're building connections with our students as they 're learning and they 're they're, they're building this camaraderie and it 's such a, such a powerful, powerful thing right now because I know for me, youth ministry is important because I, you know, especially in high school, I didn't listen to my parents, but I did have adults that were part of the church that I listened to and I connected with. And they always shepherded me in the way that I think honored my mom. I didn't think about it at the time. And that's what we, that's what we want to do position, that's how we want to position ourselves as that's a right. church is that we want to come alongside families. And so, if you have no Bible background, now, that's okay. There's still a place for you and we can train you and you can learn. We're just, we're just going to learn and grow together. So that that's an invitation because that's, it's been so exciting to be a part
1: of that. Uh, I feel like I derailed us a little bit. No, so. that's exciting. Oh. So, there, I mean, there's, there's a lot to be thankful for. I, I think that's the point and a lot to engage in. And speaking of being thankful, we are going to do a Thanksgiving service. We are. Yeah. Uh, the weekend before Thanksgiving. And that will be just a, a time of communion. That'll be a time of, of just gratitude to God. It's the the evening of the 22nd, Sunday, the 22nd. That's right. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So the 22nd, Sunday, the 22nd yep. at 6 PM. That's right. Uh, at both campuses, we're looking to, uh, stream it up to we'll the, do the simulcast. Yep. also again, yep. Just like we did for our family gathering, yep. but this one will be with some Facebook instead of just, you know, just zoom. Yeah. Yeah. And there's
0: going to be interaction. So that's man. You know what? Actually, this has been a good year for uh, church tech stuff as well. Just people are learning to innovate and move forward and do things. I know like some people, they'll write in and be like, hey, I'm a little frustrated. I can't hear this or whatever. I'm like, hey, that's great. You know why? Because a year or two ago, we didn't even have this. And so we're still learning it, figuring it out. So shout out to all those church techs making it happen. (laughs) Jackson. Yeah, that's right. So, Mike, I I wanted to just kind of jump in and talk about preparing for the holidays. I know for a lot of people, uh, especially even Christians, sometimes they get kind of down. Sometimes they get really uh, lost in just the busyness. Um, I know for some people who face like loss and debt and all these other things, like there's a lot of expectation and a lot of just, a lot of things that could go awry. Mm -hmm. And when this is supposed to be like a joyous time, you can be crippled by, I guess, maybe losing our focus on what really matters. Mm-hmm. So I thought it would be appropriate to maybe even walk through what you outlined last year, or even any new thoughts you may have on just how should we approach
1: the holidays coming up? Yeah. I mean, you're right. The holidays, they are they can be really hard. And there's all sorts of dynamics, right? You talk about death. Every time we come around to the holidays, there's for many of us, there's a sense of loss. There's people that were with us that are no longer with us. And that is, that is hard. Mm -hmm. And and you actually mentioned debt. We're going to talk about that, but the the financial pressures of the holidays are really grave and and huge. And then along with that, there's, there's almost always, I mean, I, I don't know a family that is without drama. Right, right, and so like I got to see this family member, and and we disagree about some major things, or they have like this personality that really grinds on me, or post election, and you know they're a Democrat and I'm a Republican, or vice versa, yeah, and you know it's just we we dread the the drama, and so there's there's a lot of a lot of difficulty in the holidays. It
0: is, and even this year right now, there's a lot of drama, especially with COVID. There are a lot of people who still want to meet other people who can't meet, and there are. feelings of both in both directions and people are trying to come together and collide. And then you have the frustration of maybe trying to meet online because it's this year is just cranked up to 11. So anything that you would have faced anyway, now it's, there's even more happening. So I,
1: I'm appreciative of the fact that we are taking the time to walk through this. Yeah. And then there's just the regular pressures the holiday brings, right? Think about the pressure to, I mean, decorate Yeah. <laughs> there. There's lights and decorations. There's all the pressure to buy stuff and see certain people. I mean, those are some of the pressures. I, I'm sure you face some pressures too. What comes to your mind? You know, when you think talk about
0: decorating. And I think every year I think to myself, man, I'm going to put up lights. I'm going to do the tree. I'm going to go buy a tree. I'm going to do all this. Last year, I got so wrapped up in the busyness of meeting social expectations that I never put up lights. I never even got a tree. And I think that right there for me is the crazy thing about the holidays is all the social dynamics. I maybe I don't know maybe if you face this, but there's we have Friendsgiving, so we have a Thanksgiving with our friends, but then sometimes we have friends that can't get along, so we have multiple Friendsgivings on top of the <laughs> Thanksgivings, right? And then you have multiple Thanksgivings because you have other family members and all that stuff like that. Too. So you're you're trying to shoehorn everything together, and then you repeat it again for Christmas because all the Christmas holiday parties between life groups or work or you know, other things that are happening. And so there's always so much happening that at the end of it. I am exhausted. There's a part of me that like come in January, I just sit there and I just ask myself what just happened. Right. Yeah. What about you?
1: Do you ever face holiday pressures for yourself? Yeah. I mean, absolutely. There's extra services. There's, um, the amount of pastoral counseling almost always goes up during, during November and December. Um, and, and so, I've got a kid that has a birthday in December. And so we, you know, it's always like, I always feel kind of guilty. Like, Oh, we got to figure out this birthday party in the midst of everything else. that's already vying for our time. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, we definitely feel the pressure, but we, this is something we're going to talk about today. We've, we've put some things in place, um, some strategies, some philosophies, honestly, that, that help mitigate those pressures and that, that feeling of being overwhelmed. And so in fact, this, kind of where I want to start, if I'm going to jump in and say, what does it look like to make the holidays as meaningful as possible? I just start with this, this very simple, like banner truth that we have to remember in everything. The holidays are about Christ. And so, right. so we have to exalt Christ. If we're going to start with one thing, in fact, I got kind of four ideas that I think are helpful and they all, you know, I, I them up and so they all start with E, but I want people to remember them. Right. But the first is exalt Christ. I think about what, is, what are the holidays really about? Right. What is Christmas really about? Mm-hmm. Is it about Santa? I mean, I jokingly said Santa earlier. N- no, it's not. It's about Christ. Right. And it's coming. And it's
0: interesting because you. some people could argue, you know, the holidays are about family. The holidays are about, you know, charity. The holidays are about you know, humanity coming together. And those are nice ideas, but ultimately we, as Christians, we need to believe or know and remember it's about Jesus. It's about Jesus and everything else kind of falls under
1: that maybe, but ultimately that's, that's the highest priority is Christ. Yeah. And you think about the gospel stories and how they, you know, especially Matthew and and Luke and then um, John from a different angle, have this, this incredible Jesus's birth narratives. And then you back up into the Old Testament. One of my favorite verses from the Old Testament comes from Isaiah 9, 6, and 7. It's a prophecy of the coming of Christ. It says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, It continues, it says, of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. And this is a, this is a Christmas prophecy, right? But it's also a promise about who Christ is. It describes him in these four incredible ways. We don't got time to go through all that, but, but As I'm reading this here on what today is November 5th, we're still waiting to see election results and and all of this. Notice this verse seven, it says, um, of the increase of his government and of the peace, there will be no end on the throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and uphold it with justice and righteousness, right? Verse six, it says, the government shall be upon his shoulders. This reminds us of this incredible truth that Christmas, not only is it about Christ, but it's about the coming christ who is king who is ruler who is lord of all which means christmas is a time of exalting christ of worshiping christ of honoring christ of seeking christ of knowing christ Mm -hmm. through and through it it should be all about jesus right yeah um and and the funny thing is we we say that about christmas people are like oh okay but but the reality is all of life should be through and through all about christ i mean is there, is there any area of life for a believer that, that Christ does not impact?
0: No. It permeates all things, mm-hmm. you know? And you, you mentioned this, you know, like we read this, we talk about Christmas and like, oh, this is something that's true every year. But we talk about this is a commemorative thing, that we take the time to remember the birth of our Savior mm-hmm. in that. And those are important just to take the time to meditate on those things and to internalize those things. And it sets us up really, not just for the rest of the year, but like just, I don't know, there's something powerful about taking a, a moment in time to recognize something and to internalize it, right? That's why we take the Lord's Supper as often as we do. We take the time to remember Christ and his sacrifice and the, the, the new covenant. We take these things and hopefully when you enter into that time, you're internalizing what's going on. Well, it's the same thing with, with Christmas, right? Aside from all the gifts and the lights and all that stuff, it's, it's a season that we take the time
1: to remember that Christ came for us. Yeah, that's right. And it's interesting. Jesus never told us to remember his birth. He never said, Hey, mm-hmm. remember my birthday. Don't mm-hmm. forget my birthday. Right. He did tell us to remember his death. Mm-hmm. Right. And so yet yeah, yet yeah, there's no death without birth. Right. And so it's a time to remember God came into the world, right? Truly God, truly man. And, uh, and so that's what we remember. And, and so we want to make Christmas meaningful. We want to exalt Christ. But, but if we're honest, we want the the things that come with it, right? When, when we're doing the, the gifts and we're receiving gifts or, or giving gifts, we're hoping for some things. We're hoping for hope. Mm-hmm. We're hoping for peace. We're hoping for joy. And um, and oftentimes Christmas becomes this, this time of anxiousness where we're looking for all of these externals, to meet these internal needs that we have. Right. right? And so, you know, I I want someone to like me. And so I'm going to buy them a a really expensive gift so that maybe just maybe I'll earn their favor. Mm -hmm. Right. Or I want to receive a certain gift so that maybe just maybe I'll I'll be happy and, and I'll have this, this, you know, satisfaction. Right. You know, that's, it's funny that you, you mentioned that I, I, I think I've mentioned before on the show. Uh, I
0: love watching Bob's Burgers, and every year there's a Christmas special, and it's always the struggle of this middle class family and the kids just writing out a list of all these expensive things. And now the kids have Amazon lists that they're uh-huh. sharing with their parents, and if the parents don't buy it, they they feel like, well, you don't love me, and it, it's a it's a weird economy of, of affection that we built around Christmas.
1: Yeah. And so I think this reminds us that exalting Christ, is, it starts internally and works its way out. It, that, that means the joy that you're looking for does not start externally and work its way in, right? This reminds me actually of our Fruit of the Spirit, Fruit of the Spirit series. Mm-hmm. We spent a lot of time looking at these things that, that we have as believers when we're rooted in Christ. So Galatians 5, 22 and 23, if you want to read that for us. Yeah, that is
0: but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control.
1: Against such things there is no law. Yeah. All of these things are produced internally through relationship with Christ. They they don't come externally. You don't tack them on, you don't staple them on, you don't try to, you know, grab onto them. Externally, that they are produced internally, as you know Christ, and and so you take this and you you layer it onto the Christmas season. This means that that no matter how good of a gift you receive or give is, no matter how awesome it is, it it will wear off, mm-hmm. and that that means a great gift to a grumpy person only serves as a short term band aid for their grumpiness. That's right, right. You you can. Think of someone in your life that maybe is grumpy or hard to please, and you can give them whatever it is, a new car, you know, mm-hmm. whatever it is that might actually make them happy, it's not going to last. I think about a time in my life when I was less spiritually mature, and, and I uh, was expecting certain things for Christmas, and, um, and I remember someone in my life gave me a spice rack. <laughs> and uh this is you know i i from this person i expected something just i i guess grander mm-hmm. right i think i had my expectations for christmas wrapped up in what i was gonna get and i opened this thing and it was a spice rack and i, and I was like i think i was visibly perturbed like i, I was like you you gotta be a spice rack like i don't what do i need this spice rack for like i'm, I'm not a chef you know that kind yeah. of thing it's like yeah. that that you know Wayne's world kind, kind yeah. of mentality where mm-hmm. Wayne gets the uh, the gun rack from his his ex-girlfriend. He's like, I, "What do I need a gun rack for?" Yeah,
0: I, I don't have a gun, let it alone. Enough guns to necessitate a <laughs> rack. Yeah
1: <laughs> So I, mean, I, I but you know what? it soured it soured that whole event. I soured that event because I was a, a grumpy, you know, uh, selfish person mm-hmm. instead of being a thankful. Uh, person who who found my hope and my joy in Christ, right? So, so I guess just recapping this exalting Christ
0: part first. This this, this first E that you have of your four parts uh, for prepping for the holidays, we're talking about focusing on the internal. And just letting people know, even for actually as individuals, right, people people who are listening to this, to start there and to remember Christ and to be centered with Him and to connect with Him, because that's out of that, we get love, joy, peace, and patience. And to remember that these temporary things, these physical gifts that we get for other people, well, those are external. And so they don't necessarily appease other people, and they could just be unappreciated. And we should be praying
1: that they would also, you know, be centered in Christ as well. Yep. And gifts are good. And we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. But yeah. if we're going to start somewhere, we're going to start, we've got to make it about Christ. Right. And this means things, I mean, this doubles down on last week's podcast mm-hmm. when we talked about how do you make time with God when your life is busy, mm-hmm. right? This this goes back to that because you might be thinking, I got all these things to do today. Well, I'm just not going to spend time with God because I got all these things to do. No, 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 no. Because you have all these things to do, you, you've got to start with Christ. Mm-hmm. You've got to start in prayer. You got to start in His Word. You got to exalt Him in all things, and then then He'll He'll make your path straight. He He will um, take care of the rest, the things that need to be done. You know, so exalting Christ is where you begin. And the next thing then is to to ease off on the busyness. Oh man, I like this. Yeah, you know, I just I don't remind people you you don't have to do everything that might be culturally expected of you mm-hmm. come the Christmas season. You don't have to go to every party. You, you don't have to have a house that's decorated better than your neighbors, mm-hmm. right? You, you don't have to make the most amazing meal. I mean, you, you, you can be really wise and intentional with how you engage in your commitments. Um, in, in fact, Jesus, I, I think maybe we, we have an applied this to christmas but I, jesus warns against this and jesus is telling of a parable about seeds that fall on different qualities of soil mm-hmm. and what that produces he talks about he says matthew 13 22 he says for what was sown the seed that was sown among the thorns this is the one who hears the word but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word and it proves unfruitful mm. Now, listen to this. Let me just let me just give a different perspective on this. It says, "As, as for sown among the thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of Christmas and celebrations and busyness and the deceitfulness of all of the gifts and all of the stuff choke the word, and it proves unfruitful." I mean, we can allow the celebration of Christ to actually choke out the word of Christ in our life. We can allow the, the cultural expectations of Christmas to, to push Christ outside of, of our focus completely. And that's why you
0: started off with exalt Christ, right? It starts there because all of the pageantry of it all could just completely help us lose sight of that. You know, you, you shared that and it it convicts me because earlier, uh, before the, the show, we were talking about our favorite Christmas verses, or mm-hmm. you, you had mentioned that. And I actually, for a split second, thought to myself, I don't have a favorite Christmas verse. And I realized that there's a part of me, you know, with the busyness of just church ministry, this is the busiest time of the year for, I think, for most pastors and ministers and things. I get so lost in the next event to the next event to the next event. Honestly, I think this is true of me. Either way, I, there are times I, I think I have allowed the busyness to choke out the exaltation of Christ in my heart. And so I think it's such a powerful thing to take a moment to realize we don't have to be a part of everything and to
1: not let the uh, cart go before the horse, right? And you're not alone, man. Uh, we, we all get that. We all feel that tension. Uh, we all have those moments where we look up and say, oh, I'm just doing all this stuff and I'm I'm not spiritually minded at all. And and so that's, you know, that's a call to repentance. That's a call to, not, not for judging yourself or beating yourself down, but to right. say, oh Lord, help me. Yeah, because refocus this, me because I want is, you.
0: Yeah, because this isn't like a oh Andrew, why aren't you more spiritual? This is I feel Christ calling me like hey wake up now you know that I want to be with you and now it's, it's a joy for me to see him into this. So so let's let's keep moving.
1: Yeah. So if you're in ease off busyness, I think the first of all you have to realize the key is to be intentional. Mm. So so get out your calendar and and block out the dates that you're not going to do anything with anyone but besides your family, right? Uh, get out your calendar. Say these are the days we're available for Christmas parties and these are the days we're not. Uh, get out your calendar, say, this is, the, these are the days I'm going to do some shopping and, and block it out ahead of time so that you can get it done. And so you're not scrambling last minute and feeling stressed. Just simply be intentional with your time. Right. Um, but along with that is, is you have to prioritize. I, I really believe this, uh, your family invest in your family. Now, most of our listeners have some sort of family. Maybe you're listening and you don't. Um, so we'll, we'll return to that in a moment, yeah. but, but I, let me speak first to those who have kids in the home, mm-hmm. parents with kids in the home. You only have so many years where your kids are in your home. You only have so many Christmases where they're sleeping under the same roof as you. And every year you have one less and time is ticking. Wow, I never thought about that. Theoretically, you could have up to 18 to 20, maybe. That's right. And that's that's not very many at all. That's right. And so these... these you know this month and a half of the Christmas or Advent season. It is, it is prime time for building family traditions and building family rituals and building just family time where there is an expectation where things are different than the everyday ordinary of life and, mm-hmm. and the busyness where you are you are doing things that are specifically designed to focus your family on Christ and really on. Worshipping Christ together as a family, like this this dynamic of being together as a family, this is such a special time. Now, this can look different for lots of families. There, there are families that do it differently than, than mine does. I can only share our experience, but mm-hmm. but there's some things that we've done over the last uh, six or seven years that have transformed the Christmas season for us. And, it, and, and it's forced us to actually say no to things in the evenings. It's forced us to, to carve out um, specific time where we do, um, we build tradition. Right. And so, um, I want to talk about these for a minute. One of them, we, we talked about it last year. Also, we we read this book series, um, and it starts with a book called Jotham's journey. And this is just a pretty simple thing we do every night. We gather around, we read a chapter. There's a chapter for every night of the week throughout the entire Advent season. And, and it's a set of stories of these young people, 10 or 11 year olds, and they live it's fictional, but they live in the time when Christ was born mm-hmm. and so we're following their story, but it parallels with the birth story of Christ and it culminates with them being present when Jesus is born and a pretty um it's just incredibly heartwarming it's it's kind of like uh you know there's moments where eyes might get a little teary yeah um but there's also danger there's also adventure there's also mm. bad guys and it's 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 a great adventure story. Um, and in it, it's got a short devotional at the end of every chapter that just reminds us of truth from scripture. Um, and, and really it makes the Christmas season so meaningful. And I'll tell you, this is actually a, a gateway, uh, an entry point for families that don't do family devotions Mm -hmm. because it has, it just laid out so easy that it, you, you could have never, ever led a single devotion in the entirety of your life. And this will make it, accessible and easy for you to do as a parent. That's it's cool. a great win. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so we'll, we'll link to these books. In fact, Valley is going to have some, um, just in our resource center that you can buy, um, just to make it easy on some, some parents if they're interested in doing this. Um, and the one thing this book also does is, is it encourages you have what's called an advent candle. Now advent candle is uh, a set of five candles. And it just goes along with each Sunday leading up to Christmas. And then there's a candle for Christmas Eve. And it's a way of, of, you know, again, you, we light the candle. We read the story. We actually read the story by candlelight. Mm. Now it's kind of easy for us because I read it on my iPad. So I don't need too much light. because <laughs> <laughs> the, the backlight, but we light the candle. The kids actually light their own candles as well. And uh, the older ones, we allow them to carry them to their room and then blow them out as we tuck them in for bed. And it's, it, again, it's just, it's, it's different. We don't do this every night throughout the year. We just do this during the Christmas season because it's different. It's special. They look forward to it. It, it forms this family ritual where Christmas is now. It's not just about gifts. It's not just about the business. It's about our family time exalting Jesus. Mm-hmm. It, it becomes a, a really special time of year. Um, and so exalt Christ and then ease off on the busyness. Those yeah. are kind of the first two steps in my mind. And I heard basically with the easing with easing the business busyness, it's being intentional. Mm-hmm. It's really being intentional. So now, now if you're single, there's some different things for you to do, right? You you, you have to be intentional, maybe in some different ways. I, I know you 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 are very intentional with your mom. Yeah, yeah. And so you always go see her. It right.
0: was interesting because you said, you know, if you don't have families, well, the truth is, everyone has families. Right. It's right. maybe not, I don't have family down the line, but I have family up the line. Yep. Right. And I'm very intentional about spending time with my mom and just having rituals with her. We get up there, we cook dinner together, we talk about life, we talk, we just kind of do like a family check in. Mm-hmm. And we just, we just try to make it as special as possible. It's interesting that that you say that you only have your kids with you for like maybe 20, whatever. But being at the age I'm at now, I'm just starting to realize like my family's getting older. And so anytime I see my family, like I'm really trying to hold that dear because time's ticking. It is. It
1: really is. You know, and, and, and you can be creative too. I've got a friend that is super intentional, a friend. She's single. Mm -hmm. She's been single a long time, but she is one of the most.
0: Do I? I, Anyway.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We can talk later. Okay. (laughs) Um, And uh, she's one of the most intentional Christ followers that I know. She hosts um, meals, and she's not Miss Hospitality. Mm -hmm. Um, She hosts meals of other singles and cares for people she actually befriends, I mean, she, she probably knows more homeless people by name than most of us know. Wow. Uh, I mean, just regular people's names. I mean, she, she really is intentional and she will invite them over for meals and things like that. And so she, she uses this time to exalt Christ in and it's not this overwhelming busyness. It's, it's this intentional building of community and loving people. Mm-hmm. And so it, it, to each their own in a sense, right? This is not a, you have to do it exactly this way, it, but it is just being intentional and investing in people. Now the, the next then is, and this is so important. Like, we can't emphasize this enough, right? This is to, to end overspending. Yes. Um. I'll just start out. I, I think that you need to make a rule in your home for yourself personally. I think this rule should extend year round, but especially during the holiday season when the pressure is on. No, no debt allowed, no debt allowed. Right. Because uh, there's pressure to go into debt. Mm-hmm. There, there's pressure to, you know, buy your friends really cool gifts. Mm -hmm. There's pressure when your kids give you this Christmas list and it's got all these things on it and all of them are really pricey and your kids have a sense of hope based on those things. Um, Man, it's really easy to just slide that card or press that button on Amazon and, and use your credit card and go into loads of debt. Uh, But debt's dangerous, right? It is. Yeah. Proverbs talks about debt, right? Yeah.
0: Proverbs 22, seven 7. says, the rich rules over the poor, and the
1: borrower is slave of the lender. Wow. So we've got a lot of slaves walking around in our world today that are slaves to MasterCard and Visa and and who knows what else, right? And we got to end the cycle, right? Because we've talked about holiday spending. I think statistically,
0: a bunch of people go into debt around this time. They spend the next six to nine months getting out of that debt, if they do get out of that debt only to go right back into it mm-hmm.
1: the next year it's it's crazy yep and you know you don't don't make a payment and so your interest rate goes up or whatever and there's people walking around with you know ten to twenty thousand dollars in debt mm-hmm. at twenty percent middle class you're working a job you're living almost paycheck to paycheck it's really hard to pay that off yeah especially if you let Christmas come around and you you drop another grand in yeah. debt like it just It's impossible. So, uh, that means you you need to have a plan. Yes. You you know, a plan means sit down with the budget, say, this is the amount of money I have to spend our family. We put a, we put aside a little bit of money every month. Mm -hmm. So when Christmas comes around, we've got kind of a stack of, of resources that we can say, Hey, you know, we're on that Dave Ramsey plan. So we've got an envelope, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, we we put it away little by little. Christmas rolls around, and we're not like, where are we going to get this money? No, no, right, we have it. You have it. You have a different way of doing it, right?
0: Yeah. Well, actually, I used to do it the way that you're talking about now, where I would just put away money throughout the year, and I still kind of do that. But lately, to make that stretch even more, uh, I've just been number one. I love gift giving. I, I just do. I like listening to someone hearing like what's going on in their life, and maybe trying to like meet a need. That's just a fun part for me. But what I do now is I just try to pick up gifts throughout the year. Um, it's a little hard. There are some, I have some friends that I know don't have a lot of money. So if I get them a gift, the odds of them getting themselves something are lower than someone who is better off. So then when I get gifts for them, I try to get something that even if they already have it, they could use more of it. Like, you know, socks or something (laughs) (laughs) or I don't know. But, um, that's what I I just I hate the idea of um because if you wait to the last minute, there's a bunch of quote unquote sales happening. But the truth is, like I worked in retail. They're 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 trying to gouge you at this moment. Sale means the original price went up.
1: Yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember when I, I always at, laugh when I see sale prices and I'm like yeah, that's, that's not a sale place. Yeah,
0: when I used to work at Target, we would sell these, these TVs and they would get you with like, oh, this Samsung is on sale for like a couple hundred dollars off, but they only had like two or three of them. And then they would have like this Westinghouse, this brand I'd never even heard of, would be here and it'd be more expensive. But then you, you were there and it's like, well, you didn't get this TV. So instead you got, you're gonna get this one and you actually paid more for this than you should have because it's not that good of a brand. But you were thinking it's a good deal anyway. It's a trap, this whole thing. Is a trap. Yeah. So I, to to what you're asking me, I just try to buy throughout the year, to try to be intentional, try to stay within my budget, and uh, just to stay out of the, the crazy commercialism
1: of Christmas. I, I tell my, my oldest son, whenever we're looking at something retail-wise, I say, you got to remember every time you walk into a store like this or whatever, they want your money. Yeah. They want your money mm-hmm. and they're going to do everything they can to get your money. They don't want you to be happy. They want your money. And so that kind of mentality is saying, you know, do I really need this? Or do I really want this? Or am I just kind of, am I getting wowed by the the advertising and propaganda is it's really important. But so, so you gotta have a plan for us and our kids. We, we decided years ago to scale back big time.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We, we decided we don't want a Christmas tree that is just you know, obscene amount of gifts and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, because A, that takes tons of time. It takes away from a lot of the, you know, we read the Christmas story, Christmas morning, things like that. And so years ago, and our, we we thought there'd be a lot of pushback, but our kids, when we sat down and we explained why, about making it more meaningful and making them about Christ, they're on board, they get it. They, they they don't have any problem with the whatsoever. And so our ours is, we didn't make this up either, but they get something they want, something they need, something to wear and something to read. So essentially I'm saying they get four gifts, Something they want, need, wear, and read, yeah, this, okay now there is like we, there's stockings also, and so they 'll get little knicknat you know little candies and stuff like that in the stockings but but generally speaking there's these four gifts, and um, we try to limit it, and in fact, last year. The, something they want. They all got a single gift together. Oh yes, I remember that. They got a trampoline. You yeah, helped me, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so they they really wanted that. So instead of each of them getting their own like want thing, they they got a single gift together, and then they got the other things. And so we we just say, you know what, we're going This is our plan, kids, and it works really well. That's interesting. So when you sat down with them, they
0: were even keel they're like oh this makes sense to us do you ever see them like longing like as they watch their friends who are getting all these other things like do you ever see them like oh man i
1: wish we were i wish we had five xboxes or or something yeah i mean i i I don't think that they're in desperate need of i mean their their needs are taken care of Mm -hmm. and they have some stuff they like
0: well so that's and that's that's built on a, a culture of just gratitude anyway, yeah. right? If they are already, already grateful for what they they have, they, they wouldn't have the uh, the covetedness of others. Okay. Yeah.
1: Cool. And I'm sure they have moments like that. And, you know, I, I'm sure I had moments like that, mm-hmm. right? Cause there's always something else. Right. That's the nature of a materialistic world. And we have to guard ourselves of yeah. yet, you know, when you think you talk about gratitude, every time we pray as a family, the prayer always starts with gratitude. Mm-hmm. There are a million things that God's done for us, much of which we don't even recognize that we're grateful for, mm-hmm. you know? And so hopefully our kids are catching that as That's we cool. pray more and more. And um But then along with having a plan for your family, you, you have to communicate boundaries and expectations with, with maybe your extended family, right? Yeah, or friends. So if, yeah. if you're... <laughs> If my goal is that my kids aren't like just hyper materialistic focused during the Christmas season and they go over to my parents' house and they get 18 gifts each, mm-hmm. well, that just went out the window, right? And so we, we've we had conversations with our families as well that says, hey, we're, we're actually, we'd like you if, you know, we, we go, we're thankful you want to get our kids something, we'd like you to get them one thing. Okay. Not not 10 things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you don't got to buy the most expensive thing either. Like, our." We we don't need to depend on stuff for our joy or our happiness, and sometimes this has caused some some tension. And the tension it causes is actually uh, around people that are really generous. Mm-hmm. We've got family members that they want to buy something for every one of our kids, yeah. and then we feel like when we go and we celebrate with them, it's well, everyone buy something for everyone? And that's like, oh my goodness! If I if if we're just a, a smaller family, if there's ten people that we're gathered with, now all of a sudden we're buying ten gifts. Yeah, that's Woo! crazy. And so we've really tried to, to temper those expectations and saying, mm-hmm. Hey, we can, maybe we can change names and we can, everyone buys one gift for one person, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, and so have a plan, communicate boundaries and expectations, and then be creative. Um, we, we love to do things like uh white elephant gift exchanges um, where you, uh, get together and everyone draws a name. And then a month later you have a party. And, and sometimes these are gift exchanges where we limit the amount you can spend. Right. So, Hey, $20 is all you can spend. Okay. Most people can strap together $20 um, coming and having someone bring an $80 gift is not, it's not cool. Right. Right. But the, other, one of the fun things we love to do is we do white elephant gift exchanges where you have to find something you already own and re gift it, And these are just hilarious. The, the, the goofy things people come up with and they find, um, there was one, uh, you know, I had a, a home group years ago and we, we were a home group that met for probably 10 years Mm -hmm. and there was one gift that every year it was (laughs) (laughs) re-gifted all of those years. And it was so funny because we were all like, who's going to get it (laughs) and you know kind of play games with it. And so, so be creative. Um, and, and also remember last thing I'd say with this is, is gifts of experience and service go a long way. So, you know, you come say, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to um, take you out to dinner. Mm-hmm. Or we're going to go to a movie together. Or um, I'm going to come mow your lawn. Those kind of gifts go a long way, right? Yeah. So where are we at, man? So we've done uh, Exalt Christ, uh, Ease Off of the
0: Busyness, End Overspending. It looks like we're coming up on the last E, right?
1: Yeah. and simple. Enjoy the relationships. Okay. Um, the end of the day, what's going to matter more is... Is the relationships you have with your family and with your friends, with your church family as well, than than any of the gifts you end up giving. You know, I think about Paul's words in Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians 2.19, he says uh, to this church that he he loves, this church that he ministered to and that he helped begin, he says, "'For what is our hope or joy or crown of boasting before the Lord Jesus at his coming?' So what is going to be the one thing that we're going to point at when Jesus comes back and says, this is the most important thing that we have in our lives. And then he says this, is it not you? That's right. It is not the most important thing that we have as we stand before God, the relationship we have with you. Isn't this true? Like the story goes, the deathbed story, when someone's laying on their deathbed, how many of them say, I wish I would have worked more? How many of them w- said, I, I wish I would have you know, earn more money. Mm-hmm. How many of them say, man, I really wish I would have spent more time with the people I love. Mm-hmm. We know this. Yeah. We know this intrinsically. All of us think about this in moments. And yet when Christmas rolls around, how easy is it to get wrapped up in all the other things? Yeah. Having a Christmas dinner or a Thanksgiving dinner and you get wrapped up in, in all the busyness of everything that needs to be done. And so people come, they eat, They leave, and you say, wait, I actually didn't spend time with them. What a bummer.
0: So that ending with this kind of puts in context the idea of of easing off the busyness. Because right now, I guess the challenge there would be to be intentional and to pick what things you are going to be a part of. Because if you're not very close with a bunch of coworkers – Maybe now is not the year or the time to suddenly develop these relationships with your coworkers because the the other opportunity could be to spend more time with your close-knit friends or your own family in that time as well, too. So this isn't a contradiction of like, oh, spend time with your family. Well, even though we told you to ease off the business, it's about prioritizing and saying, like, what is important in this moment? Am I following
1: this correctly? You are, man. One of the hardest things to learn, one of the things I hate – I really, I hate this, is you can't do it all. I'm realizing more and more this last year, I'm a do-it-all kind of guy. I want to do it all. I want to have as much fun as I can. I want to go to every event that I can. I want to um, follow certain sports. I want to read every book. I want, I mean, honestly, as a preacher, I want to preach every sermon. I want to preach 52 weeks of the year, Mm -hmm. right? you, You can't do it all. I want to invest in every relationship I have. I I, I can't. Mm-hmm. So you have to prioritize it. And, and so family is important to prioritize. So so spend time with people. But the but I, I also look at that and I say, you know what? Maybe, maybe it is the year to spend time with those coworkers. Mm-hmm. It, it might be the year that you say, I'm gonna be outward focused and and try to make some gospel friendships. You know? Um, you know, I was gonna say spend time with people, serve people, you know, maybe maybe you do a for Thanksgiving this year, we're going to go work at a, you know, community house right. or, you know, be, be creative. Mm-hmm. We're going to go and for Christmas, we're going to go sing carols to people in, you know, that are shut in or whatever, you know, looking for those opportunities to really care for okay. folks and serve folks. Yeah. And, and that means see gospel opportunities. Mm-hmm. You look for those opportunities that exist around you, where God has given you an open door in relationships. I think about, I think about the, the barista you see every day mm-hmm. or a few times a week if it's the same one, do you know their name? And maybe during Christmas, you give them a, a $10 tip or a $20 gift card and say, Hey, I just want you to know how much I appreciate you. That That is, there's a bit of a gospel opportunity there. Um, you know, actually that's such a powerful thing. Seriously, this,
0: this year, I think if you go shopping, especially like the day of Thanksgiving, right? Cause there, a lot of people still go pick up last minute things at the store. Every year I have, when I'm checking out, I always just pause and I say, Hey, thank you for working on Thanksgiving. And honestly, like nine out of 10 times that person looks at me and goes, Oh my gosh, thank you for recognizing this. Cause a lot of them get called in mm-hmm. or they don't want to be there. They want to be home with their family or anything like that. So just taking that moment is a gospel moment right there just to connect and
1: appreciate what's happening. That's right. You know, I, I think if, if you, when you go grocery shopping, Man, try to go my wife tries to go to the same checkout every time. The same clerk. She she knows their names. Um, they they know her a little bit. They've got this relationship they're forming. Same with Barista, she's really good at that. Um, this also means, man, you you can you can use this Christmas season to shop local or to shop small. You know, you think about it, it's so easy to just go to Amazon and order off Amazon. (laughs) I mean, it's so easy. It is. Right? Two-day shipping, all that stuff. But, but if you know of local businesses, I mean, I've got friends that we have friends that run local businesses. Yeah. I think about Longview sewing. We have mm-hmm. a friend that runs that. I think about kitchen inspirations in the mall. Yeah. And I mean, they're doing great stuff for Christmas. I'm probably going to do a lot of my Christmas shopping there. Um, this is a paid advertising, by the way. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I wish. So, uh, but if you do want to be our sponsor, yeah. uh, <laughs> I think about these opportunities to, to, to really be part of your community. To, to know the people that are trying to make a living in your town. There's just some great opportunities. And so those are all relationships that you can enjoy in different levels, right? Right. So this is, this is how my family, this is how I try to view the, the Christmas season so that it is not just a rush, so that it's not just a big old busy season, but that it is as meaningful as possible and i think it all comes back to exalting christ mm-hmm. in all of these decisions if you're aiming to honor and exalt jesus you're going to find that joy and that peace growing in you
0: all right thank you mike thank you for sharing uh for those of you who are listening who have you know stuck with us this entire episode uh i hope this was edifying for you I, my hope and my prayer is that as the 2020 Christmas season uh, comes upon us that we can approach this with grateful and humble hearts to experience Christ in a fresh and meaningful way that, you know, at the end of it, when the clock strikes midnight and it's 2021, that you don't look back at this and think to yourself, man, that was so crazy and frustrating and dumb, but I hope that it was a restful and and meaningful thing that propels your love for Christ even further as
1: 2021 begins. So Mike, would you uh, close us in prayer? Let's do it. Heavenly father, we thank you that we have this season called Christmas where we remember Jesus came his advent. And and we remember that because he came, we know your love. We know your grace and your truth because he lived and died for us and rose again. We have experienced forgiveness. And so father, our prayer today is that that we would have the most meaningful christmas season possible father i pray you would give each of our listeners incredible wisdom about the things that they can say no to the things that they can strip away the busyness that they can they can um cut out of their their schedule i pray you would give each of us this conviction about debt and not going into it at all help us to live within our means knowing that you've provided everything we have and so we don't need to use debt to um to find happiness this Christmas season. And Lord, ultimately, I pray we enjoy you and we enjoy our relationships as, as we really um, just celebrate this wonderful season. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.